0: Okay, welcome to the next episode of Comedy Guy. Uh, It's a pleasure to have my friend Olga Lojchenko back on the podcast. She is a comedy studio comedian, has been in Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. I remember that place for about 18 months now, uh, went through the lockdown, has been a comedian, and Olga has uh, just finished a run of a show that she did with two other comedians at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So we're gonna catch up today. We're gonna hear about life in Australia and uh, also hear about the Comedy Festival and how that went. So Olga, nice to see you again. Forever (laughs) the comedian selling the show. You're come (laughs) show, (laughs) you're like very many, come see.
1: You know, you know the thing. Hi, hi. <laughs> nice to see you. The thing about these things, so we made flyers, right? And um, uh, we did not know uh, they didn't release it before that we're not allowed to flyer this year. So we we printed a lot of flyers, um, <laughs> and actually in two sizes. Um, <laughs> it's, We just made a mistake with the size went in, but these were way cuter. Um, And uh, so we have a lot of flyers left. So all my family and friends, these are the Christmas cards. They're coming in the
0: mail. See, that's exactly what you could be handing out to your OnlyFans uh, pages. You know, it could be subscribe and get a get a leaflet signed by Olga. Sure. Think about it. That's all I'm saying.
1: I just don't know if they here would love to be on OnlyFans like True.
0: this guy. Yes, but these two, I don't Truth. know. True, they're gonna want a cut. I understand. Sure, they're gonna want some. So it's been eighteen months in Australia right now. Is that right? Somewhere yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I came here on
1: first of October two thousand
0: nineteen. Mm. And how's how's life in Melbourne right now?
1: Well, well, right now, it's it's pretty good. Um, um, Everything is open and we're at max capacity now. And, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, comedy is back, has been back since November. It's been, it's been, it's been a ride getting back <laughs> on stage after not doing it for nine months.
0: Yeah, so long. So, okay. So, since November, things are pretty much been back to normal there and stuff like that. So day to day, is there any, I don't know, are you still feeling the effects? Is this, I mean, uh, masks outside? What's the, what's a trip to the Woolies like?
1: Yeah. Well, now I think it was uh, two weeks ago, they lifted the restriction. We don't have to wear masks in supermarkets, so we don't have to go to Woolies or Coles and wear a mask there or Aldi. Uh, or bunnings, um, but but we do have to wear a mask on public transport still. But I feel like in Melbourne, people are just, people want to wear masks themselves because, mm. well, you know, we're so used to it.
0: And call you good civilized people in Melbourne uh, intellectuals who understand thank you. why thank these you. things We're, we're intellectual, are, thank you. Are important. <laughs> so it's pretty much regular. Is there any you're being stopped from doing now or that you want to do is there is that it
1: no no you can do everything even during the festival so when the festival started we were at i think um i think it was 50 percent the capacity uh and and then it just Became, like they lifted the restrictions until by the end of the festival, it was 100%, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, which also changed ticket sales. And, um, but it was great. Like people were coming because people in Melbourne have been hungry for comedy because everything has been closed for so long. Uh, so yeah, it was great. But yeah, now it's all just, yeah, open. Go oh, do whatever.
0: Back wherever. to life. Okay, so you yeah. work at, you got a job, is, the, is it top secret what your job is now? Oh, or- no,
1: no, no. I still do the same thing. I still teach uh, okay. Chinese kids or Asian kids uh, English uh, over, you know, like doing the whole, hi, how are you? I'm Olga uh, online.
0: I feel like you're perfect for that job. Like no one is brighter or cheerier than you are.
1: In Estonia? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> okay. So, you've got some way to go you feel in the bright and cheeriness to, to reach what Australian levels I guess?
1: Oh, no, no, no. I can I bring the energy. Uh, I just feel in Australia like I can do it for like 30 minutes <laughs> but then after 30 minutes I do go back to this uh, but in Austra- I feel like Australians are all the time like, hi, how are you? How's it going? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, mate. I'm all right. Hey, how you doing? Yeah? yeah it's all right. Yeah. Uh, she'll be all right. Don't worry about it. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So, there's that endless enthusiasm of my people. It's
1: okay. not even enthusiasm. It's just that you guys just... You just... You smile.
0: <laughs> so, <geez>.
1: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry for being a little bit happy. And you all
1: want to know, how's it going? How's it going, mate? you good?
0: How's it going? Like, that's for sure, that's one of those things that, maybe not so much like in the current day, but it used to be like, oh, analyzing how Estonians meet Westerners or meet Australians or something like that. And I would say... More like 10 years ago, I would get like, uh, oh, you Westerners, you're not very, you're too shallow. You're always asking, how are you doing? But you're not really interested in, how am I actually doing? And I'm like, just settle the fuck down, all right? Like, it's calm. We're just asking you something about your day. Don't worry about it. You don't have to give an in-depth answer. It's better than nothing. What am I going to do? Sit here and give you the war and peace update of my life. We're on the street. Just, how you going? You all right? Good. Good.
1: Listen, now I'm used to it. Now I, I'm also at work, wherever I go, I'm also, oh, hey, how's it going? And I just say, good, thanks, bye. Like,
0: I know. So you've, you've come down to our shallow, shallow depths of Australian culture.
1: Yes. I Dare had, we not um, be wait- interested
0: in your full story on that current day? <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs>
1: I mean, I am better at small talk now. Okay. Yeah, I actually like it. You don't have to care.
0: <laughs> all right. I'll hit recording. And now it's recording again. Sorry about that. Olga's Wi-Fi. What do you, is it the router in the other room? This I think this thing I'm using to record isn't great. I don't know. I, I got one. It was expensive, but I got the free trial. And uh, it's not going how I would imagine. But all right. Let's just press on.
1: Oh, no, it's all right. It's it's just uh, because my housemate is watching something and uh, um, we're doing this. I don't know if you know this, Louis, but Wi Fi and internet in Australia is slower than in Estonia. Probably. It's slower even than in Kosovo. (laughs) This is not a joke. This is a real thing. Even in Serbia, the internet is faster
0: so okay so it's difficult someone else is watching netflix and then it's game over for the mm-hmm. rest of your internet in melbourne okay well we are simple simple people with a big country to cover but then again you're in the center of melbourne so it shouldn't make a difference yeah. mm. all right i'm glad that we've got the technology so life in <laughs> australia is it i mean is it all right like you know or not or how, how you feel? i mean 18 months are coming up as well olga i'm gonna be straight with you i don't see no ring on that finger yet okay so Decisions, I know. decisions. I know,
1: but I do have another year to go in, in Australia.
0: How'd you get another year?
1: I'm a student. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I did not find myself a husband. No, 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 no. I just keep on finding myself uh, assholes. Uh, but no husbands. No, no husbands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Olga's dating life. Um, All right, let's just, I don't want to go too far into your dating life, but have you dated Aussie blokes?
1: Uh, no, not really. Mm. You know, Aussie, like, didn't during lockdown, I didn't really use the whole Tinder, Hinge, Bumble opportunity. And then after the lockdown, I just I just had a miscommunication with someone. It's fine. <laughs> well, might, I'm glad.
0: I'm they glad may, that you're not... may have
1: been Aussie, may, may have not. I don't know.
0: Who knows? It's a very multicultural. <laughs> but what I'm glad about, Olga, is the not holding it on the inside. And you <laughs> clearly seem to have emotionally dealt with this situation in a healthy way, as well, I would expect. Listen, Louis, so... um,
1: at least now I'm in therapy and talking about it in therapy. And I'm not going to do it uh, here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's fine. We don't want to go save that for the therapist, although I went uh, uh, to a therapist last week and I sort of wondered, what is the difference between a therapist and a podcaster? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) It was just another hour of content. We just didn't happen to hit record at the current time.
1: What did your therapist? Is that that an Estonian therapist?
0: Uh, Yes, actually. We're speaking English. It's going all right, actually. And what and what did your therapist say uh, about <laughs> in about general?
1: The, yeah, about I, the whole I podcast have, thing.
0: Oh, the whole podcast thing. Well, we don't speak too much about the actual oh. ins and outs. I'm not like, oh, did I mention that I was? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't know, roll up to your therapist and do that. <laughs> uh, but you know, maybe that uh, you know, we speak a lot about that. Maybe Lewis has been a lone wolf too much in his life being sort of not just single but still very self-reliant for a very long yeah. time and how to get rid of those uh traits or at least identify them communicate that to those around you and then yeah. we can better understand it yeah
1: that's good
0: Sorry. Right. do you get some uh, are you on the health care does it give you any subsidized ones or you gotta like the hairdresser you gotta pay
1: uh, so now I, I'm on, a since I'm a student, I have uh, the Australian, one of the Australian healthcares, and uh, I can, I get subsidized um, sessions. Okay,
0: nice. Yeah, nice, yeah nice,
1: it's nice. good. So it's not as expensive as it would have been at first. So I started my therapy sessions in July. Then I was paying the whole price because I wasn't a student. But then starting November, I think I started, they were subsidized, yeah. And you get, I don't know if you know this in Australia, you get a mental health plan. So 10 first sessions and because of COVID, 20 first sessions for those who are on Medicare are for free. Uh, Those who are like us are subsidized. Yes.
0: 20 sessions are included. Mm -hmm. In Estonia, it was five. I think five at half price. I got five. The usual price is 80. And or 90 I forget and I got five or six of them at half price and then after that you're on your own
1: well I mean so Australia has different resources
0: true true so okay we're you know, but we're doing all right in Estonia for mental health care we're coming along a long way at least I mean I remember a time when I couldn't even get. Uh, a therapist in english in mm. estonia such a thing didn't exist or you had a very limited choice which is is it w- it was more difficult and now we have a lot more options even though there's more people doing it so yeah,
1: yeah. Right. and i think right. like so, I, yeah. I was reading this article in, in estonia about like because of covid more people have mm. turned to psychologists psychiatrists and that people are actually talking about mental health which is great
0: yeah i think so i think it's a thing uh it's kind of hard to get an appointment at some places Mm -hmm. uh we had uh, one of the big chains here that or big chains like big places i don't know with a brand and shit and some like i called up and they said yeah you can come we'll give you a time and then my friend called up and they went nah no more times left so seems to be very uh haphazard how exactly you get on the system but Mm -hmm. it's all right we're getting getting there that's good um how is it you you did a little segment a while ago uh on uh Russian speaking SBS. Mm-hmm. So sort of to fill people in SBS is a TV channel, it's also sort of a media platform in Australia. It's like the fifth channel. It's a real TV channel. I want to almost say it's Talana TV, but it's not. It's more than it's a little bit better run than Talana TV. Um so,
1: I got more like a uh, TV vibes. Like all their programs are more like they have different like documentaries and stuff and it seems like cultural and educational and
0: it is. It's the vibe. place where you go to see foreign films because we're like, oh mm-hmm. foreign oh subtitles. Oh mm-hmm. and then as as a kid before the internet, uh the SBS movie at eleven PM was the o the SBS foreign movie at eleven PM was one of the only chances you had to see some titties when you were a kid before the Internet, because they probably played some French film late at night where you saw some broad. Uh, so <laughs> This is where my generation, that's how my first generation first saw boobies at the late SPS uh, movie.
1: Well, uh, my SPS uh, experience was not like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no boobies were shown, everything was covered.
0: But it was Russian. Um, it was Russian language uh, coverage yeah. on, on SPS
1: so i actually contacted the estonian um sbs as well because they used to have a radio show Mm -hmm. uh which was shut down a year ago (laughs) (laughs) because supposedly the estonian community knows english or like knows english well enough to understand information in english so they don't need their own radio in estonian Oh, um, but it's then,
0: so so. There's actual a significant community of Russian-speaking people that are in, in Melbourne and, and Sydney. That it's easier if they get it in Russian.
1: Yeah. Well, you know how you know Russian people like to keep the language and culture, and um, and yeah, and actually the woman who was interviewing me, she's from Estonia originally. Okay. She right. left during Soviet days, so she speaks Estonian, Russian we were speaking to each other in both Estonian and Russian and uh yeah it was it was really cool but then she worked for both Estonian and Russian SBS and uh since Estonian SBS doesn't really exist anymore she does things for the Russian SBS.
0: Hmm. Mm -hmm. Was there anything surprising as you engaged with her and talking about the Russian community is there anything is there anything new or surprising about I don't know Russian speaking people in Australia or that that kind of surprised you or was different
1: i mean in a way i don't know if it's surprising i don't know if it's that interesting but that there are people here who are once again divided into two groups those who support putin and those who don't and those who are sort of pro-russia pro-putin want want that russian vaccine like sputnik and mm. those who are not are okay with you know other stuff and the whole question with Navalny, of course, uh, like there were protests to support him, and uh, there were people who showed up who were against that, and you know the usual.
0: It's interesting on the other side of the world, and there's there's that there's Russian-speaking people in Australia who are like, Niet, I want Sputnik. That's like I'm waiting mm-hmm. for it. Let him deliver it all the way down here. It's a long way to go." <laughs> To bring the Sputnik, maybe here some people in Narva. Okay, I guess I understand, but I don't know. I'll take any. I'll take the Sputnik right now. I don't give a fuck. I was like two months ago. I'd be all like, "Oh, I'm cursed to and I'm like, "No, no, no. I want, I want the fucking Western stuff." But Mm -hmm. now I'm like, "I don't give me, give me that good Sputnik. I don't just give me a vaccine. I don't care."
1: Quite honestly, it doesn't matter as long as if it says that if after vaccinating you can leave the country and come back easily. Like I don't care if that means we'll go back to traveling freely. Why not?
0: Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I would like to come back to Australia, but it's still, especially without a vaccine, it's going to be difficult. I'm, I'm going to have to quarantine still. So there's still quarantine requirements coming into Australia. But after once you're in, you're in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also, aren't there like 40,000 citizens and residents of Australia who cannot come in because they don't let they let only like 1,000 people per month? I think in our state, or was it in a whole of Australia? I don't even know. Really,
0: they stop. Wait, so as a citizen, I can't come back anytime I want. Yeah, fuck those cunts. All right, you can shove your fucking Australia up your (laughs) bum, mate. That's exactly what an Australian says. You don't want me? Stick it up your bum. I don't give a shit about your land down under and your gold beaches and your dolphins and fuck off. That's okay. We can be. I mean, it is
1: quite lovely though here.
0: It's true. And good, good lattes as well. Mm.
1: Good. <laughs> I stopped drinking coffee. I'm drinking decaf coffee now.
0: <laughs> Actually, so am I right now. <laughs> I'm drinking out of my hardcore doom cup and uh, I'm drinking decaf. Like, yeah.
1: It's pretty good. Like I, oh. like, I feel very self-conscious when I order decaf here in Melbourne. Um, but, uh, but it's good.
0: Okay. So Australian life is still nice. It's still, I mean, is is there, we can go to bars now, we can go out and just socialize and do stuff, okay.
1: Yeah, you can go to bars, you can go to open mics now. Uh, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's less open mics and uh, getting a spot is harder nowadays, but still there might Mm -hmm. be a possibility that in a month you can get a spot. Right now, quite honestly, the situation, it, it, it reminds me of how I started out at Comedy Estonia, where you would wait for like a month or two months to get a spot like it's the same right now
0: here okay not enough shows being run um have you noticed oh, so there's a uh, uh less shows obviously and that we would imagine would change over time uh as more things come back i guess those people that were putting on especially those small open mics mm-hmm. maybe not you know professional people just people running it for the fun or for the whatever the experience. And so those people sort of went away Um, what other, what, what else can you observe as the difference now in the comedy scene in Melbourne to how it was before?
1: I mean, some of the comedians just, yeah, don't do comedy or just, (laughs) it's taken more time to come back. Like I personally even didn't know if I wanted to do stand up again because it, it feels different. Like the, Like you appreciate it way more when you're on stage and everyone is sort of, because we were out of practice for so long, it's going to take, it's going to take time before we get back into the groove. Uh, and, um, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as, I don't know, it's more, it's friendlier now or sort of, Hmm. I don't know, more welcoming, I guess, or maybe because I know more comedians now, I don't know
0: could be a bit of both. I can imagine. I mean, we're all just happy to be back. We're all just yeah happy to be. I'm trying to, we're we here, uh, as we're recording this on the 27th of April, uh, we've been told that apparently by March 3, already next week, we can run open mics outside. And it's still cold as fuck. It's still like three degrees, four degrees today outside. So we're kind of balancing that. Everybody wants to do shows, but of course, no one wants to sit in the cold, uh, particularly yeah. in the evening. So we're going to see how it goes. We've got uh, a run of shows planned for next week. Uh, some Muckles, some, bot, uh, I don't know, some some heel pubby or something. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to, I would like to write a set for this. I'd like to write some jokes and actually be back there. And uh, it does feel like a long time now. It, yeah. I got really into my zone here. I've been making podcasts. I've been making these videos now. I've got a little studio going on in my apartment. Uh, so I've been able to create and feel really good about it. But to actually be there in front of people again. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely um, that whole aspect of actually being in front of people and talking to people, connecting Mm. with people. uh, So you cannot really get it on Zoom or doing anything else.
0: Well, as it is, it's the, I haven't done, I barely do any Zoom interviews. And uh, yeah, it's a really different dynamic. You can't do it on Zoom. So you got to give me back, be with the comedians. What I sense, uh, it's interesting that you, you, the way you described the thing. What I sense right now with all of the comedians in Estonia is everyone is just out of their fucking mind every person is just going nuts and they've got ideas and they're like, ah, I want to do this. I don't give a fuck. I want to do this. I don't, ah, ah, ah. And everyone is just like, it's almost like an irrationality that's actually, everyone knows everyone's cool. Everyone's a uh, an intelligent human being who understands the reality, but you can see this growing almost irrationality in them of like, God, I've got to do it. I don't give a fuck what it is. And part of my sort of job is to just sort of be like, Hey, calm the fuck down. It's cool. Calm the fuck down. It's cool. We're coming along. Settle down. Don't lose your shit. It's only going to be a few more weeks. Um, yeah. Did you sense that in Melbourne at all uh, before the end of the last lockdown? Like, or was everyone just like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I definitely we all lost it for a little bit. Everyone was just so down during the second lockdown, the long la- lockdown that mm. like no one I thought stand up will never come back. I had already sort of lost hope. And um, it was when we were one month in, I think then we started getting into routine and then people started doing more Zoom gigs. I started seeing comedians on Zoom gigs. And thanks to those Zoom gigs, I actually became friends with uh, comedians in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And because when we were going to open mics and gigs before the pandemic, it was just you would be there for that time and then you would go home and then that's it you wouldn't actually like i would not hang out with the comedians that much and uh and i also had tons of ideas i was like i'll start a podcast i started recording for five days i recorded straight i was like this is shit. i cannot do this also editing nightmare i not a tech person i cannot do this and then i thought okay i'll start my own tv show i thought i will film my housemate's dog i'll make like a mockumentary of my housemate's dog <laughs> and i was throwing ideas at my housemates like all right now i will start you know researching telling stories about making youtube videos of every famous olga in the world and ah oh, just a lot of ideas a lot
0: Execution—that's the tough part.
1: You that gotta, is the tough part.
0: You got to do it. it. You got to actually. So did any? So you recorded a bit, and then what? The editing is tough. Were you actually going through like in a, some sort of recording and cutting it up or something like that? Because that's what I try yeah. to not do on this podcast. Like, I was talking to Marilee yesterday, and she's like, well, "Why don't you have the podcast clips? Everyone loves podcast clips. Why don't? Why don't you have it?" And I look like I'm like, none of us have it even to so see yeah does it they're working i don't know i'm hearing about it but that even they don't have it because it's hard it's like significantly you go like whatever it's just cutting up just cut the video who cares what what's the problem it's actually significantly extra effort every week to listen back and go like that's a good clip no just that 60 seconds i'm gonna now i'm gonna put that on some sort of imagery so yeah. it can be viral or whatever the hell it needs to be it's tough it's
1: yeah okay. also i was just talking shit And since it was in lockdown, I was just in a dark, dark place. It was just not funny. It was sad. It was like, she definitely needs therapy. Oh wait, she's already in therapy? Well, it's not working. What is happening here?
0: Getting topics is hard, like finding that thing. Now I'm doing this series of podcasts with Martin from Ruta Kuma. So we actually kind of have a very distinct topic. And when we have one topic, we can go through it an hour, and it's great. And then I guess then there's podcasts like us where we're just rambling and talking and catching up and you're just just uh, is just chit chatting you're
1: just, you're just, oh you're just, you're just <laughs> catching up.
0: <laughs> so tell us about the the Melbourne. So you you did the show. You had two yeah. other female comedians uh, yes. with you. So I guess let's yes. start. Let's pull back. These two. That's the flyer. Uh, let's Marin even Whittaker pull and back. Ho Huang. Ho Huang. Okay. How does it ha, even huang. Okay, I'm going to sound racist if I say it. Um, ha, huang. ha Huang. Ha Huang respectfully. <laughs> 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 she seems like a delightful yes. person. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, just remembering festival, sorry. that we are broadcasting to all kinds of international people here not just estonians you with our, it, our it, estonian it, it, yes. sensibility for dealing with the topics of race <laughs> while i'm sure oh, none of us mean offense, offense. you could certainly Oof. be a little bit darker
1: yeah in, uh, i feel like once so. i come back to sonia god knows when i'll be i'll be te- too sensitive i'll be like we cannot talk
0: about this <laughs> So, let's back up. So, you did that show but yeah. let's go back to, I don't know, where does the the idea for the show? Or where does it even come out? How does it even yeah. begin?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Maran and her, uh they did a Melbourne Fringe show mm-hmm. called Of Outsiders and Misfits and I did not participate with them because they came up with the idea during lockdown and as I mentioned, I was in a dark place, I thought comedy is never coming back. <laughs> uh, So I remember uh, was asking like, Olga, are you going to do the fringe? I was like, no, it's not going to happen. No. Mm -hmm. And then it did, it happened. And they even uh, had five people in the audience and, uh, uh, I was one of those people and it was awesome. And when was this, we just, this was in November. This Mm -hmm. was right when we came out of lockdown. So Mm -hmm. they got lucky with that and and then uh, we just decided that, uh, you know, we could do a comedy festival show together and uh, that's how it came about and uh, it was awesome, like, we did 10 shows, 10 nights. Mm -hmm. I'm amazed that people showed up, but they did. Um, Eight of the shows were sold out and uh, it was just, it was awesome. Like. There is no feeling like when you know that someone came to see you, mm-hmm. and I mean, some of them didn't know who we were.
0: So, so okay. So coming back again, so the girls uh, have already done the show, so they've already got yeah. what some version of the artwork yeah. that's already been done. So they just need to Photoshop you. Uh...
1: Oh no, no, no! These were all done uh, completely new. Okay, like sure, these cool. were specifically for the mm-hmm.
0: this show. So we've got the artwork made up and then um is it that you, you is there like a melbourne comedy festival society that you need to make an application to and ask to run a show yeah. is it that kind of way how's that sign oh, up?
1: oh yeah oh yeah organizing a show or producing a show is a whole different ball game and oh dear i understand why people have agents and team of people doing this because <laughs> We had to register the show and uh, Maren was the one who was uh, registering our show and then we had to, uh, you know, reach out to media outlets. We had to do our own marketing, we had to find our own venue, we had to... Well, you know, everything, flyers, posters, pictures, everything we had to do ourselves. We had to pay for everything ourselves. Uh, in the end, we didn't break even, but we came close. So that was pretty good. It's not bad, actually. Um, it's
0: pretty good, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, and uh, and just, uh, yeah, months of work. Mm. And you also have to write your own show.
0: How long? Uh, how long were each of you doing on the stage?
1: So, thankfully, we, uh, since it was a split show, we each of us did 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Some nights we went a bit over because we only had 45 minutes from that venue because they had three shows a night.
0: Sure. And which were you the early, the middle, or the late show?
1: We were the middle one.
0: The middle show. Okay, fair enough. So you got to get out. The late show is probably a little bit. Was it more popular? Was it a more well known for the later spot or was it a more obscure? No. Sure. Okay. Um.
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know.
0: Mm. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't like, obviously like, okay, the late show is the more well-known act or something no, like no,
1: that. No, not okay. in that venue. Okay. That's fine. Uh,
0: okay. That's interesting. So you got to put it all together. Who's selling the, how are the tickets being sold?
1: So they sold the tickets online. Everything was done online. That's through uh, the comedy
0: festival, through their infrastructure. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So then. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, or you could buy a ticket from the, Ticket office, but we did sell some tickets at the door. I think it's normal. I think it's normal. It just actually wasn't a really technically the most, uh, wasn't, I wouldn't say it wasn't like allowed, but it's just, um, so
0: what's the, okay. I mean, that's fair enough. I understand there there's the festival overseeing body, and then they're going to yeah. centralize ticket sales through their yeah. outlets online. There's also a desk where you can go and, and yeah. no doubt other places you can get it too. Now. I understand their perspective, but having said that, it's very normal that someone's going to rock up to the door and want to buy a ticket. So what's their, what would be their proper way of dealing with that situation?
1: I don't know how it would be uh, at a regular festival, but since this year we had restrictions on how many people were allowed in, I understand that they wanted to control that with the ticket sales with just selling the amount of tickets that were allowed. But by the end of the festival, so we were at first, we had only 20 people, then 30 people and then 40 people. So by the end of the, our run, we could actually sell more tickets at the door because we had more seats. So
0: when you and when the restrictions opened up and you had more tickets, you couldn't just go back to the festival people and say, hey, can you stick 10 more tickets on for tonight? Was that a way or just your only option was to sell those extra ones at the door?
1: So they opened, so the restrictions uh, for the capacity were lifted, uh, I think bef- right before we started doing our show. So they changed that on the website, mm-hmm. but, but, but the, the last restrictions they did not change it on the website already. So everyone who wanted to buy a ticket had to buy it uh, at the door, I mm-hmm. think. Because I Something was, like uh, okay. Something like this, yes. When it comes to tickets, Maren is the person to talk to. <laughs> no,
0: it's all good. It's interesting how they run it. I'm always trying to learn how, what are different models and ways of doing things here because yeah. we live in, such a bubble in the small republic of Estonia um, that it's difficult to show sometimes to artists and to agents or to to whoever's involved in the community, and in the, the industry here, how things can be done in different ways and what's normal and mm-hmm. the things that you said about appreciating agents and managers and the, all the stuff that they do. I'm like, yeah, that's the bit I'm going to cut out from the podcast clip put <laughs> everywhere on <a> billboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> self fulfilling. Well,
0: hmm. So okay so you're yeah. doing the show uh, so you've got to do your own publicity I mean you can't do yeah. flyers is that a uh, covid thing not you no know, no physical yeah. contact thing yeah
1: Yes okay. so yeah we weren't allowed to actually give out flyers however mm-hmm. we were allowed to stand with a poster mm-hmm. or with a little flyer and everyone had a QR code so people could scan it and yeah. go buy the tickets
0: All right, that's something.
1: Yeah, I just put all the flyers up at my workplace. Mm. Like a lot of the people who came were either our coworkers or our friends or my course mates, Mm. other comedians. And
0: that's legit. I mean, hey, you gotta you gotta do it. It was gonna be my next question, like how is the word getting out there? How is it spreading?
1: Well, definitely like we, I think we did a Facebook uh, ad or promotion, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. um, right before the show started, but it's definitely word to mouth is the best way to get the information out there, mm. especially, or we have in Melbourne, What's on Melbourne website. A lot mm-hmm. of people actually came through that website.
0: Oh, okay. So everyone in the festival could be on the What's on Melbourne. So yeah. is it becoming... Yeah what uh if i was a i'm a punter i'm in melbourne i want to go see a show and and is the the master list or the main list is that produced by the festival or is it more this what's on melbourne i'd be more likely to look at
1: so you mean the list of like what you should which shows you should see or which shows
0: you should watch sure well i guess i'm only comparing when we go to the edinburgh fringe festival and typically Mm -hmm. in normal years there's a huge there's a booklet produced Mm -hmm. a a little thick booklet Mm -hmm. that's got every show in there yeah. not just comedy but everything and that's like the master yeah. list or if i wanted to look at the master list i might go to the fringe website there
1: oh yeah there here they had a program for the whole festival all the shows were in that program and uh you could yeah you just pick a show also if you went so they had a ticket box uh or desk and then they mm. had information box where all the fly uh, posters of all the shows we're on the wall, so you could just go and ask about the show if you wanted to. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, it wasn't this year. It wasn't that hard to get punters or get people because everyone just, there were less shows and there weren't international acts, like out of international acts, mm. I think only Daniel Sloss and someone else from the UK was here.
0: Interesting.
1: But that was pretty much it.
0: That makes sense. Our boy Danny's down there, right? So we'll have we'll have Daniel here uh, in Estonia, uh, September, October. Ah, I forget one of those two. Uh, and I th- actually a, a second. We're gonna have a second show for Danny that's gonna go on sale later this week. So he's gonna have at least uh, two shows um, in Tallinn, and uh, because Tallinn has been. Um, we didn't know this for a couple of years, but Talib was the largest venue that he would do in Europe actually for quite a number of years, maybe probably now he's blown up and there's some big ass place like Stockholm or whatever, that's got, you know, so many people, but, uh, yeah, he was really doing the, we didn't know it. His agent at the time didn't tell us that we were actually the biggest (laughs) venue that he was doing in continental Europe. It's fine. It was probably better for us before it goes to our head. So not many international acts, sorry.
1: No. Yeah, no. not many
0: international acts, just a few. So this helps you maybe some general enthusiasm from punters like, you know, yeah, yeah let's get out and see some stuff.
1: Yeah. Nice. Also, uh what was I think uh, playing in our favor is that we had three female comedians in mm. one show and you don't you don't we didn't have that many shows that were just females. Um I don't know if you know what this comedy is more Male dominant. Um, really? That's, uh, yes. So got the deep so, insights I, coming
0: here on the Comedy Guy podcast. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I feel like people were just because I I had <laughs> my co-worker's partner came up to me after the show and he was like, you know, it's so interesting seeing three female comedians. I didn't I didn't expect like I didn't know what to expect, and then it was great. I loved it, and I feel like people maybe found that interesting as well.
0: When's, when someone comes up to you and says and opens with that kind of line, oh, we had an all female show and I didn't know what to expect. Like, was- I know everyone's being fine. I'm not going to tell them they should go fuck themselves, but to consider the use of language when people talk about that, like, just three friggin' comedians, it doesn't matter yeah
1: but uh like like he didn't mean it like that but yeah i feel like here also what i like about estonia or doing gigs in estonia is that in estonia it doesn't matter if you're male or female uh like you know if you're shit you're shit uh here it's uh you know you will get a gig if you're a female like Mm -hmm. Since there are less female comedians, I'm not saying that female comedians are shit here. No, no, no. Female comedians are awesome here. But it's uh, one of the gigs I was told that, yeah, Olga, you're getting a spot because you're a woman. Uh, okay. And, you know, I'm going to take Look, it. I'll do
0: that. I just won't tell you.
1: I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care. I'll take it. You see me as a woman? Great. At least someone does. Give me a spot.
0: <laughs> not that not that half Aussie bloke. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sure, it's a it's a, it's a it's a difficult topic to deal with. Certainly, okay, can we objectively say in comedy Estonia, there should be, let's say in Estonia, there should be more women in comedy. Yes, agree with that. So how do we attempt to balance that out? On the other hand, we don't want to be patronizing. We don't want to just be handing out stuff for no good reason. But at least for you, you know, you're a comic. You know how to do a show. It's okay. It's not like you're like, oh, duh, duh, you know. You deserve deserve that spot.
1: spot. Yeah, well, uh, quite honestly, I just feel like, let's just stop talking. Like, who cares? Like, just give a spot. I don't care Mm. if you think I'm a freaking, I don't know, unicorn. Just give me a spot. Like, I don't care.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, the show, it's nice to know that the show could get reason, like, maybe uh, not, in Estonia, but in Australia, like the good old days, like it didn't have to be the hugest festival level with a trillion acts that you'll never ever see like there is actually a nice size that a festival can be. And it can be at a nice level.
1: Yeah. But also, at the time, um, Melbourne International Comedy Festival was the biggest uh, comedy festival in the world because there was no other comedy festival happening. And they were saying that at the festival as well. And everyone was commenting like, Yeah, there's no other festival ha- happening. And also, Louis, you cannot believe it, how many Estonians I saw at our show because I posted about our show in the Estonians in Melbourne group.
0: Yeah, they came. Yeah.
1: And they came. It was so cute.
0: Dang. That's really Uh great. Okay. The the support, people wouldn't come out and you didn't even have to go over to the Meyer or whatever and do it yourself. That was okay.
1: Well, um, since I had to get a new passport, I met the honorary consulate of Estonia, and uh, and he offered me a gig in Estonian. I don't
0: <laughs> stand up. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be fun.
0: Okay, so what's so they're gonna have something going on at the Estimae or something there? So- is that what it is?
1: They, so he, 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 the gig is in a year, um, hopefully we'll be still open. Uh, it's for the Estonian days. Hmm. They were thinking of, yeah, getting someone to perform. And since they're probably not going to be able to fly someone in from Estonia.
0: You're getting the gig. That's right. Ari Mati, you're out, mate. You're out. You can't travel. You're stuck here. <laughs> so it's Olga. Oh, it's <laughs> uh,
1: it's great. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how you got off.
1: I mean, I don't okay. know if it's happening. I don't even know if I'll be in us. Aust- Maybe I'll be kicked out of Australia before that. Who knows?
0: Who could say? Uh, yeah. When? Uh, I mean, I, I. It's very funny for me that the Melbourne Comedy Festival was like we're the biggest festival in the world. I mean, everyone knows. Like, like there was at least a month during the pandemic where Estonia had the most number of comedy shows happening in the world. We had the best comedy scene for a good four weeks. I reckon, you know, but I don't know that eventually Texans got crazy and opened up or some shit, you know? So anyone can be best in the world for a short amount of time at something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, quite honestly, uh, you appreciate all of you for, you know, everything and I don't care, quite honestly. Call yourselves the best or biggest or I don't care. Just let me do stand-up, seriously. Do
0: so how many, yeah. and now you said in the end, your, your venue was a 40 capacity maximum?
1: Yeah, so we had 40 people, yeah.
0: That's nice. That's a nice, was it a separate space or was there a bit of bar noise coming through? There was how bar was the
1: noise on Fridays and Saturdays. It was a bit annoying, so I tried to be a bit louder and more energetic. Like my housemate said, Olga, you brought the energy. There it is. I don't know about the jokes, but you brought the energy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's, that's a how nice you 40- describe my comedy. <laughs> energy.
0: The energy. So you got the 40 seats. Uh, okay, so by the end, you're doing the full full 40 seats. Is there any yeah. distancing needed with the chairs or something like that?
1: No, 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 no. No, right mm. now, we're not doing like, yeah, in the stores, you have the stickers for social distancing, but people aren't really doing it. Uh, I feel like since we're so used to standing now further away from each other, we're just mm. we're just doing it without even realizing that we're social distancing.
0: Naturally doing it. Okay. Australia's yeah. got a little bit of that Estonian style coming out. Just back off. Well,
1: not, n- not Australia. I feel like Melbourne because the okay. rest <laughs> of Australia was partying when we were in a lockdown. So, it's
0: just us. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's good to know a few of my people are still savages. That's nice. Some things.
1: Oh, the whole of Queensland um, and North North didn't even Northern Territory didn't even understand what COVID was. I think because they had no cases. There was like what pandemic? What?
0: <laughs> Nothing. We got Bundy and Ro- <laughs> we got Bundy and Coke, mate. I'm good. Fire up.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Perth recently had, I think, one case or two cases, and they went into a lockdown. And Brisbane had three cases or two cases. They went into a three-day lockdown.
0: Dang, three cases. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, we're hoping to get a jab by, uh, cause that's the thing that I, as I understand the other part of it is while Australia is doing fantastic when it comes to actually containing COVID that also kind of means like there's not that much vaccination going on right now. If I understand.
1: Yeah. Well, in Melbourne, they started uh, producing their own vaccine based on AstraZeneca, so hopefully, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't know how they, yeah. yeah,
0: we've got a fucking product problem with the state-sponsored Sputnik, but nah, some fucking guy down in Geelong, he just got a bucket and made a bit up, get it in here. <laughs> That's fine. Listen,
1: if this helps us to stay out of lockdown, I'll take it. I don't care uh oh by the way we can now go to new zealand we don't have to like we have the traveling bubble with new zealand i don't know for how long i shouldn't probably be saying anything
0: who knows i know that's one reason why um or why uh, daniel sloss is there because he can also perform in new zealand so he had to quarantine for two weeks which for a uh working artist means two weeks without income but after that he can now go all around australia and he's got the market cornered and no doubt having the market cornered in new zealand as well so oh yeah
1: um, i mean i went to see him it was it was it was great
0: nice good
1: yeah it was uh he started his show uh at the festival when it was at max capacity at first it wasn't max but then it was and i remember when when the lights went down and we when he came on stage there was a guy behind me who who said please be funny <laughs> <laughs> like we were all thinking that like please be so funny <laughs> please
0: God oh, my be funny how much were uh, tickets to your show
1: uh well we went really cheap like we uh our tickets were fifteen dollars from 10 to fifteen dollars
0: mm-hmm. which is pretty yeah that, cheap and normal oh yeah and it's very
1: cheap yeah
0: 15 aUD in I'm just plugging that into so that's like 10 euros. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So, it's about 10, yeah. uh, 15 Australian dollars is 10 euros. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so that's on the, the lower end of that scale. Do yeah, you know, really I guess the you don't know all too. about all the finances. I mean, if GST is in there and then the amount, probably the, the festival takes some cut as well. Or do yeah, you know about for those? ticketing,
1: yeah. Hmm.
0: Okay. And then at the end, I do
1: have the breakdown in an email. If you want the whole breakdown, we just
0: can't do it. I want details, Olga, details, but it's all right. I mean, Uh, so uh, that's nice, but okay. So you wanted to put at a low ticket price, obviously to make it more appealing, to make it, you know, a lower barrier of entry for people to come.
1: Yeah. Also, we just, we figured that we're just up and coming or like new comedians, no one knows us. Also, uh, people have been struggling with, you know, economy is not, I mean economy is doing okay but not a lot of people lost their jobs and uh, just yeah we just decided to do it maybe we're too self-conscious because you people ask for like 20 dollars in average on average for their shows here
0: it's tough. I mean, finding the the ticket price thing is tough. And, and you know, with Comedy Estonia, we've always heard on the lower side of ticket sales, you can see Sander for 15 euros. I think Ari might be a little bit more with the new tour, but you know, he's kind of built himself up. He might actually deserve that. Um, mm-hmm. where your Nina Mets is still 25 euros or 22 or something like that. Um, so I I think there's some, there there is certainly some value in erring on the lower side. Like, are you exactly living from that? Is that hundred percent necessary? And how would that reflect if it was 20 bucks instead of 15 bucks, you got to make a guess as to what would that, you know, would it produce lower income in the end? It's hard to say.
1: Yeah, exactly. And also it was the first time we did this like next year, who knows, maybe, Mm. I mean, if we will do it all together, maybe we'll ask more, we'll see.
0: Yeah, sure. It's cool. I mean I think there it's a good will be festival next year. There will be. Everything's looking all right. We just need a few more vaccines. And uh it's Well good, I mean,
1: um uh Australia uh not to not to criticize <laughs> waited a bit with uh uh vaccinating people um until march i think because uh, i think scomo said that he that we are waiting to see how vaccination is going to go down in europe
0: scomo by the way scomo means scott morrison the prime minister of australia scotty from marketing Mm. uh yeah Mm. he's a bit of a knucklehead so i imagine it's like things are going slow and he's like ah we'll just wait and see
1: I mean he's vaccinated so he's fine
0: yeah he, he he's was got, the second one he's
1: what, what a
0: piece of shit leader
1: mm-hmm. what also leader the best
0: thing. gets vaccinated before the rest of the people
1: scomo uh yeah. i don't know if you saw there was an interview with the lady who was the first one the 90 year old lady i think who was the first one and then they uh, they had to take a picture with scomo for the camera and then he went like, oh, show V for vaccine, and she showed like this by mistake.
0: Fucking V vaccine. Fucking Scobo. What a joker.
1: Also, at the time when he the vaccination started, we had a big scandal, the whole sexual assault scandal at the parliament. So he wore the girls' netball uh, shirt to support women. Because, you know, he said, At first he was like denying all the rape and the sexual assault allegations, whatever. And then eventually he said like, I have two daughters, um, so I guess it's not right. You know, I guess I need to support women.
0: (laughs) Jesus, good work. So fucking, no. Ah, ah.
1: I okay. think you should come back. You were yeah, just missing I know. out. Clearly. All missing this. missing out. Well, we
0: got all the goodness over here as well. Oh, I love it. Too, so, yeah. Well, we got the goodness. Yeah. Where Ka- Kaya Kailas comes along and says, well, fuck it, we got to clean this shit up. And now everyone hates her. Like, yeah, yeah. mum yeah. came along because dad couldn't frigging control the things and let the place run wild. Mum's got to clean shit up and now everyone hates mum. Like, what exactly has Kaya Kailas done wrong? I'm sorry, what I'm sorry, bit you're... of the whole... Yeah, we're locked down. I hate it. I wanna. I'm ready to go. But you know, was it really a bad thing?
1: Also, it's not like she uh, had such great conditions, and then the previous government left everything uh. in a great uh, condition. Like she had to deal with some shit. Like she had to make up some tough decisions. And all under ECRA's, uh beautiful um, questions. And I watched uh, her first, whatever you call it, when she goes to the parliament and she has to answer their questions. And okay, the first time she time, did yeah. it, oh my goodness, <laughs> I had forgotten what Ecrès is like. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, triggering, must say, uh, triggering, and funny okay. at the same time.
0: Can calm down, okay, we can... Uh... We don't need to be triggered. We can pull inside of ourselves and just. Oh no! Don't worry. I got
1: mad and then I just, just closed everything and I was like, okay, (laughs) no egg for tonight.
0: No, it's cool. I mean, I, in the same way, I totally know almost zero about Australian politics right now. I'm happy that I know the prime minister. I think it's Albanese is the other guy, the opposition one. Beyond that, nothing and I don't want to know nothing. I stopped reading Australian news. It was easier just to disconnect. Like if something important happens, yeah, I'll hear about it. Someone will tell me, do I really need to know everything happening in Australia every day? I don't think so. Do you really need to know everything happening in Estonia every day?
1: I don't, but when you guys started getting 1,500 cases per day, I actually started, uh, you know, looking at the numbers every day.
0: Yeah, we're doing that as well. I'm just checking our current. 500 today.
1: Yeah, you have 100 something like you're doing good.
0: Doing better. Yeah, yeah, doing good better than before. It's still good. So maybe next week, we're going to have outdoor shows. Um, Yeah, where I don't know. Look, we'll just do it and see how it goes. I don't know how it's all gonna be. I'm just hoping as you experience the uh, enthusiasm of the punters and of comedians we're just hoping that shines through everybody just wants this to happen so bad that okay we'll do a show you guys show up there'll be a couple drinks there because i'm just i mean i just live in my house now i just live in my house i make videos uh go for a run every day that's it that's all there is to do
1: yeah okay this is a a weird like a deja vu moment because when we did this uh last time i was in your position i (laughs) went for walks every day i just sit at home
0: let's um uh, i got a few kind of things to go through but lewis needs to go to the toilet so i'll be back in a moment
1: lewis go to the toilet i'm gonna quickly go get something as well
0: we can round out a little bit here we go for a little bit almost an hour here so good just pausing on that visual for a moment <laughs> of
1: pure natural beauty Lewis yeah see
0: only fans could be I swear, I swear to God you just you passed the audition mm-hmm. <laughs> So where do you, so with the, the comedy, I mean, for you right now, is it just doing more mics? Is that, I mean, hoping you get a spot, uh, hoping some more clubs open up? Is it sort of, yes, it was lovely. The Melbourne Cup Festival was on. We had a big thing, but it's it's really back to sort of a much smaller grassrootsy thing now.
1: Well, it's back to hustling.
0: Okay.
1: Doing uh, either open mics or gigs and, or, well, I mean, doing gigs <laughs> mm. um, and just, yeah, doing that. Also, I don't know, just trying to figure out, yeah, if uh, what's going to happen next, if Melbourne Fringe, if, I don't know, or any other fringe, if we're going to do that or not, or I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know.
0: I'm not sure we'll how that would go. Yes. So there Melbourne Fringe, to- yep, sorry.
1: No, there were talks of a tour, but I don't know if we're going to, because we have to organize it because we don't have a team or agent and going to a regional Victoria It's just going to
0: be interesting. That could be I, interesting. I would yeah. do I mean, it if though. You, you would do it. I mean, it's, it's difficult if you haven't seen those venues before, if yeah. you don't have a relationship with the venue manager, yeah. you want to at least have seen them, met them in person. You know, they're yeah. solid. They know you're solid and not some crazy thing. And even that's a road trip in itself. You got to travel yeah. around and, you know, there's a huge value in just looking at the room, okay what's that room yeah. god i'm gonna have to eye each of those rooms up lights maybe we've got to carry a few lights with us or something because we know once we get to fucking dandy dong or wherever like it's, it's yeah, good i be... would
1: totally do it i would go to fucking geelong and just you know what let's do i will go to ballarat bendigo these are all the names of the regional victoria towns that i know and yes i just called geelong a regional victoria town sue me <laughs>
0: Okay, sub-regional things. Yeah, a lot of those uh, names are the the names that would be derived from traditional Aboriginal names for that area or words or something like that. That's why they sound really weird and not quite like English sounding because they come from the indigenous people uh, of Australia. So, okay, so you've got to travel around. Who knows? Yeah, there's a possibility there to do a couple of gigs. Yeah, we'll um, see. Particularly if there's not that much comedy going on in that town.
1: Definitely what I want to do is raw. So, mm-hmm. for this year's uh, comedy festival, they didn't do RAW like during the festival because they did RAW competition from last year. So, all the comedians who got through the to the Oh, they uh, hadn't finished off final. last year. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so, now this year's RAW is going to be in June, July, August. So, I just want to mm. try doing that.
0: That's good. So, for people who don't understand, raw comedy is probably the premiere, the the most well known comedy competition in Australia. Uh, it's is it just Melbourne or is it the whole country? I feel the, it's the whole co- country. The whole country, right? And there are rounds and you know, different smaller competitions in each city, and then the winners yeah. go on, and then it's a big thing. And it's in Melbourne, isn't it? The the main the
1: national uh, festival, uh, national, I mean, national final, yes
0: was part of the Melbourne comedy. So raw, like if you, if someone won raw comedy, that's a huge thing. I mean, that's already, uh, this is more than Udo, Sepp winning, uh, SD I, you know, if you're on your way, I mean,
1: whoa, 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 Lewis, (laughs) Lewis, come on. It's Udo freaking Sepp. Udo with his. uh.
0: Uh, Udo, Udo, Udo. Anyway, Come on. think of that. You could be Udo, or you could be Dan Albada. Depends on how you use the opportunity to forward your career from there. But it's a huge thing. And so, okay, you can be in the Melbourne uh, rounds of that, and then you know see how far you can go and it's exactly a, it's a like thing. once
1: again it's not even about winning it's just the experience Absolutely. like i just want because i saw her for instance she was in the national final this mm-hmm. year uh, for well yeah this year and uh, and it was awesome like she's I in the national City. final no shit. she was in the national final she was in the last uh, 12 yeah she won the victorian state final um yeah
0: tremendous yeah. that's great
1: yeah she's funny like oh. these two are super funny like this guy is just you know more <laughs> looks and energy than funny but like these two super funny
0: and what's the raw raw uh comedy competition has like a criteria you can't have earned a certain amount of money or something uh
1: well i don't know about that but you cannot say the word cun <laughs> okay that's what because it's televised <laughs> in televised. the end so You cannot say cunt and uh, you cannot really talk about like certain, like you cannot go too dark or too political, too, like it has, it can be sort of dirty, but kind of like TV dirty.
0: Mm. I think that's the, the nature of the beast. Uh, it's the nature of the biggest comedy competition in Australia. The reason you want to win it, or the reason you want to get to the top twelve or whatever it might be, is because you're getting that exposure on mainstream media. It's if you win the if you're in the top twelve, you're going to be doing a bunch of media. You're going to be going to radio stations, and if you the, so, a lot of that makes sense. Um, also like how to say coming back to the rule of comedy the harder the topic the better your jokes have to be and okay but are you really that great you know is it that this is raw comedy this is a and because i was kind of alluding before with the money thing that i thought there was some requirement like you can't have earned more than a thousand bucks professionally from comedy or something like that
1: you have to be like yeah complete like starting like I don't know how new new but mm. yeah you cannot be i think you cannot be like a professional comedian who earns, earns
0: money or something from it there's something yeah. like that so you don't have to be i think yeah like you say not new new but they are going to look into you and if it turns out yeah you've been doing paid spots and earning 500 you know a couple hundred here a couple hundred here and then over time getting a lot of and you're like well you're getting paid work this is not what raw comedy. Is sort of about, so that's cool to yeah. to, to do that. So oh, there's going to be no some, one
1: knows this guy, so this guy qualifies.
0: They're going to call me up. Did Olga earn the money? I'd be like, oh, the mega bucks in Estonia.
1: <laughs> I mean, have you seen her OnlyFans account? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> so you're happy with comedy right now? Do you think isn't it an all right place for you?
1: I'm happy, but it, it's like. Uh, oh. You know I'm just doing like I'm doing as as much as I can and when because everything else is also happening in life like I have to eat in Australia so I have to work you know and um, as you know I have certain um, certain needs and I have I'm nothing like I'm a princess but like like, you
0: know, okay, you I have a standard to... of living that you're used mm-hmm,
1: to mm-hmm. Okay. exactly. Um, so I'm doing <laughs> call, as much as call I can. Russian
0: SBS, I think the Russian in you is coming back out again.
1: <laughs> Listen, if they would hire me, I would go and work there, but I just don't think my Russian uh, is good enough for them. Mm. I wanted to bring Estonian radio back, but you know, they're not funding it. So I was like, okay, I'll just ask Estonia for money and then we'll do it. I'm not even joking.
0: (laughs) Or just do it. Just do it.
1: Yeah. But for that, I will be the only person editing, Mm. recording, doing everything. I cannot even figure out this freaking thing because like,
0: just make a podcast just make it oh, just
1: Luis, that would be the most like everyone would be like oh my gosh she's talking about like what no, like you. oh
0: my gosh that's your inner monologue that's your internal critic telling you that olga that's... listen if
1: there will be a podcast next week where i talk about my uh love hate relationship with Singh, that will be on you
0: do it. There's going to be someone out there who's into that. I don't know if it fits with the, we're talking about the Estonian cultural thing, but that's fine. How? There's got to be. <laughs> I wanted to say some 13-year-olds that are also into that, but no 13-year-old is into sync. I don't know. They're no. on TikTok.
1: <laughs> it's just me and all the 30-year-olds who used to be into NSYNC.
0: That last oh. episode I did with Caleb, it was... Like basically the son educating father about how TikTok works. That's what that's that's what that podcast was. I'm like, "Really? Just short things, like 6 seconds, huh? And you got like 20 million views?" Huh. Uh very interesting. Are you on TikTok, Olga?
1: I was for a second. And then I watched all the videos, googled stuff about TikTok and I was like, "Oh fuck." This is going to be a, way more work than I thought just to make a freaking 10 second video. Mm. Um, also, I'm not like I'm not good with social media. I'm not going to sit there and look. Oh, what is the new TikTok trend? Let's make a video. Like, what am I going to know? No, like it was even you. hard promoting this show because I'm not that active on Instagram and Facebook. Mm.
0: Ugh. Yeah, I get you. I feel like TikTok is not for adults. Like if you're an adult and you're like making large amounts of TikTok content, like it's too much for an adult to share. A share, adult shouldn't be sharing that much. Like you've got to, because everything is video. I can't, I mean, yeah, I could write a comment, I guess, but like every interaction is designed to be me or like a video screen. I'm like, okay, let's do that. I don't want to. I mean, like
1: I understand for uh, if you want more, um, viewers and then you can go on TikTok. You can even post your sets or like bits from your sets mm-hmm. on TikTok. I'm sure you will find an audience for that because they have a separate comedy like thing on mm-hmm. TikTok.
0: Yeah we we'll talk just, that's what uh, sorry go ahead.
1: No it's just once again you have to like you have to edit the clip. You have to cut it out. You have to add subtitles if you want to be inclusive and and keep Up with the like, I was thinking for a second, maybe I'll start making like videos like about I don't know what it's like to be bicultural, bilingual, blah blah blah, like funny videos. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And as you can see, I am not on TikTok.
0: Mm -hmm. I understand. Uh, yeah, we were talking about
1: that. I'm amazed I even did this.
0: I'm so proud of you. You've done so well oh, in getting that flyer done. Look at the way you got yourself photographed and uh, actual flyers that, of course, couldn't be used, but still, nevertheless, you got some.
1: Christmas cards, <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: Indeed. Do they got anything on the back? Is it white on the back or is it? Completely white. Uh, you should, that's what you should leave your phone number for boys. you like at the bar, Olga. <clears throat> Nine four six. Yeah, uh, then and then. Boys,
1: Lewis, I get just creeps who DM me on fa- on Instagram or like comment on my stories. Like that's what I get.
0: That's all you get. Or
1: on Facebook.
0: At yeah, least that's a game now, is it? I just got to DM you, slide into your DMs, and start talking, and then. Uh...
1: That's been like when before I started doing comedy, that was not a thing. Mm. Now that I do comedy, I feel like men. And I'm sorry for saying this, who are in their 40s feel that it's totally fine to write me <laughs> any kind of messages.
0: Okay. So, they want to introduce themselves. Uh, no doubt they're polite gentlemen who are yes, saying they are. polite they are. They are polite, yes. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Well, that's... Yes,
1: no one is making any sexual comments. It's very polite, but it's like weird. It's like, oh, how do we know each other? I'm like, I don't know, you added me. So In Estonia, that's
0: success. If some guy messages you and he hasn't got a dick pic out, you're like, great gentleman. <laughs> so you, you, I was like, what terrible things have those guys been posting? You're like, polite messages introducing themselves. Like, oh, oh, it's terrible.
1: <laughs> I must say, yes, I don't get dick pics because I don't know. Like, I'm not of dick pic quality, I get, or like, I'm not that, I don't know. Uh, please don't send dick dick pics. Uh, this was not an invitation. Um, do not need to see those.
0: So is your implication that, uh, and again, we don't need to get too Dr. Phil on Olga's dating life here, but are there less less... like stuff? Like it used to be, you go to a bar and you meet someone in a bar and there is some social situation is a kind of less of that. Now people are less likely to what, what?
1: When? Are we talking about me personally or are we talking about well, just true, in general people?
0: True. Not you personally. I, I do exactly. know you. Exactly. When do.
1: have <laughs> I been that person? When have you heard me I say, know. I went to a bar, I totally hooked up with this guy, was just chill, <laughs> totally vibe, you know.
0: True, true. Okay. So, I thought maybe you had some pre-lockdown experiences in Australia versus post-lockdown experiences. No. So.
1: Pre-lockdown experience in Australia was just me going to a gig every night. Just... I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing anything. I was just stand up. Well, um, That was my life.
0: Please, that things are going so well for you in Australia then. That's nice.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like I'm not amazed that I'm in this situation where I don't have a partner. Like (laughs) I didn't come here to find one. (laughs) Internet telling me that stop talking about your sad dating life. You don't have it (laughs) and stop imagining like you ever did. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, maybe it's a good sign. We've been going for over an hour, so yeah, it's the internet saying, "Okay, this podcast is too long."
1: Or maybe you so secretly clicked on a button, just like, "Be like, no, this yeah. is just don't <laughs> want to hear this."
0: Who can say? The, it's the Sputnik. I don't know the connections. Uh, who knows, Olga? I'm sorry about that. They heard us about talk about, about them. That's right. Navalny's there. He's making it happen. Uh, let's let's round it out then. Um, Thank you. It was very interesting to learn about your show at the Comedy Festival and, uh, you know, all the little bits. I'm sorry for all the little technical questions about how it works. That's what I'm interested in. That's
1: fine. That's fine. It's totally fine. I just, I wish I could explain, like, tell you more because I... I was too busy uh, trying to earn money because I'm on a student visa. So I get 20 hours per week. And when we were organizing like the big chunk of everything, I had more than 20 hours per week. I could work more than 20 hours per week because I was on a break from school. So Mm. I just was too, yeah, I couldn't, I didn't have time. So I don't know all these details that well.
0: It's all good. Well, I'm hoping uh, I, I'm hoping to be in Australia by autumn. Let's say, or here autumn, end of the year. Yeah,
1: I just want to say, like it's of yeah. awesome
0: now. <laughs> and, and by the way, oh, and this is the reveal at the end of the podcast that I'm behind your door this whole time, and oh it was me goodness. unplugging your You're Wi-Fi. You're in
1: Melbourne. Oh, uh, so- let's enjoy this shit Wi-Fi together. Okay, I should say, some, say that it's about so, my own so-
0: Wi-Fi. <laughs> some weird episode of Catfished. I don't know. <laughs>
1: No, Some but it's awesome if you're gonna be here by autumn, then but are you yeah, then I gonna I go do you gonna, are you gonna go to Sydney or to your parents' place? or
0: I'd go to my parents' place in Newcastle, but uh, I mean, if you're in Melbourne, I want to come down and check it out and see what's going on. So it's just a short thousand kilometers away. It's not like a big thing or nothing. So um,
1: Newcastle has uh, an airport.
0: They do, and so does Sydney. But, uh, you know, then there's still 800 kilometers down to, to Melbourne, but it's a good road trip. So, yeah, I would like to come to Melbourne when I visit Australia is the summary sure. of that. Yeah. So, we're going to see it.
1: Yeah. Bring your mask.
0: It will do. All right. We'll end the podcast there. Olga, thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having me. It was very lovely to talk to you. All right. <laughs> see ya.